This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Fishing Tournament, uh, which will no longer be accepting uh, fish that are stuffed with lead weights, and they assure us that next year's tournament will be scandal-free. It is the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. I guess I'm Will Farrell. Uh, and I'm Rachel McAdams. <laughs> and this is Ear Buddies. Matt, we're always just pleased as punch with ourselves whenever we um, whenever we take our sights off of the good old USA and the nonsense happening in our home country and we go global. It feels so good. Uh, to me. So I, I predict, Matt, that this will be one of those eps where I am just high as a kite at the end of it. What do you think? <laughs> Tim, yes. Pleased as punch. That's how I would describe it. Um, we are cultural warriors. We are... Um, oh, yeah. You know, we we try and expand the minds and the maps of all of the entire army. We send them all over the world. And, and this episode, I know, is going to be... Uh, a, th- a thrill. It'll be like a humdinger. Rick Steves uh, travel blog. You know, just <laughs> sights and sounds, new foods. You know, new yes. languages. I'm excited. We're yeah, Stanley Tucci. We're you know, we're we're on CNN just eating food. That's and, right. Uh, no reservations. <laughs> this is our Eurovision episode. The foremost singing competition, song competition, uh, in Europe. It's a, it is an enormous deal, Matt. Talking like double the viewership of the American Super Bowl every year. Hard to believe. A, right, a guy says that out loud, and he says, could that be true? Because sitting here in flyover country, Matt... All anybody talks about is the Super Bowl. No one gives a rip about Eurovision. Um, but it's, I guess, I assume it's just like, uh, well, football. I guess it's a lot like <laughs> soccer in that it is just static noise from that uh, Black Mirror episode for us. Like, we just can't, it's gone. It's just scrubbed out of the picture for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's time to do away with that static, I think. I think at least we in the army can do our part to 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 cheer on our friends in Europe, abroad, and say uh, this thing you do is cool. It's interesting, and you know there are um, there are things to to love about it as Americans, even though we don't uh, have a horse in the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's spectacle, Tim, and and Americans we love spectacle. So why wouldn't we love this? And how? Matt, I gotta tell you, I'm coming into this one as sort of um, 
Alice in Wonderland. I'm, I am I'm here in a strange place. I am not very familiar with Eurovision myself. I, I expect to do a lot of learning in this episode from you, my veritable uh, Cheshire cat. So please, please lead me in some direction. What is going on in Europe? I know, I know Eurovision 2023 just wrapped up, right? Yes, yes, it did. Uh, I mean, this is a timely pod. Um, but yeah, I can I can sort of walk you through this. So imagine me putting on a big face-splitting grin and twisting my head around and disappearing <laughs> into a puff of smoke. And, and I say, follow me, and you follow my voice. And now we are back in mm-hmm. 1956. Um, and this is when... The Eurovision Song Contest started. There's no need to go into all of the history, but suffice mm-hmm. to say that it was um, it was like a post-war unity type of situation. Um, sure. They said, "Man, that's that was rough. We did that twice in a row, <laughs> and and what? and our continent what were we thinking? is in shambles. That was awful. We, yeah, you couldn't know, be worse. Totally. Right. Just classic sort of post-war clarity, if if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> and." The powers that be said, people love tunes, obviously, so let's get everyone... Thank t- God someone realized, you know, thank God someone had that eureka. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I mean, and they how, and how right they were. L'amour nous a blessé, le temps nous a So, I mean... That, then they they threw this thing together, and uh, it's been running. It's been televised ever since then, with the exception of 2020 during the uh, much talked about COVID pandemic. Um, oh, don't get me started <laughs> on that, bro. <laughs> it's over now, so it's fine. But that's right. Um, so yeah, like basically, countries uh, from Europe, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they send sort of their best and brightest um, tune wise to the amphitheater and it's hosted um in the the country uh that the previous year's winner um is from so it's Mm. you know sort of like uh i guess the olympics in that way but fully dependent on i don't think that's how the olympics work yes no it is no worries no this is is not a it's not a sports pod no no problem tim i said similar to not identical to (laughs) so uh give me a break (laughs) (laughs) so it's similar to the olympics and um yeah you know what you know what matt alice was not here out here like correcting the cheshire cat like like a pedant (laughs) Uh, as she was wandering through those hazy woods. So I apologize. No. I will shut up and you continue. No, it's, it's, I get it. I get it. Questions are anticipated, <laughs> if not encouraged. Um, <laughs> so basically, if you... Can I interrupt with another question? Yeah, yeah, sure. Anticipated. <laughs> what is, what's being judged, man? Is it, 
the performance of a song or is it the song writing on display? Oh, buddy, uh, you you want to you want to start me off this early? Okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? That's a that's a great segue into <clears throat> some more matters of interest because you know. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tim. It's a it's a reality music competition, basically, right? Right. Um, right. And it's never really about the tunes, is it? You know, unfortunately, but it's sure, just not. Sure, sure, It's supposed to be judged by like you know the performance because the performance is definitely the thing. Uh, of course. You know, if you are listening to these tunes, just I guess on your iPod Nano. Um, it's not really the same. Yeah, the visuals are are highly important, aren't they, man? Yes, similar to the Olympics. <laughs> I just really want to make sure that I was correct in in making that comparison. Um, but yes, no, they are. Like it's it is it is. Uh, they go all out. It's it's glitzy, mm-hmm. it's glamour, it's glitter. Remember back when you were able to vote for American Idol? Yeah, yeah, of course. Which was great. Yeah, it's what led us. It's what led us to star-studded careers of from the likes of Taylor Hicks and Adam Cook or whatever. His, you know. Anyway. <laughs> yes, right. The the electoral process. So the you know the the people have have a say. And the judges panel have a say. I'm gonna just uh, just hang this point on a tree too. Uh, like with anything, like with the Olympics and football, uh, there it's been sort of plagued by maybe not bone deep corruption, but definitely like vote fixing mm. scandals and um, sure people's... insider trading. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's to be expected. What are you gonna do? Um, I guess is it worth? I guess if it's so corrupt. Um, and rigged. Has anyone ever tried to stage like a January sixth situation up on Eurovision? Well, to the best of my knowledge, not yet. Um, okay, but just consider this me putting that out there as something that might be useful. Sure. No, no, that's that's actually. I mean, there are murmurs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> our, sure. our day will come, etc. Um, yeah. Right, Sweden has won it how many times? Well, this doesn't seem yes, right. yes, and see, that's why it is very obviously political. I mean, everything is political. What, you, like last year, Tim? It it might not shock you to learn that Ukraine won. Mm. Because yeah, I mean of yeah, course. Yeah, in a landslide, I, I read. Yeah, right. Um, they, although why? Because it's not like they were going to host it in Ukraine the next year, right? I mean, well, right. They were supposed to, of course, but they but they couldn't. So it was in England this year yep, instead. That's right, in Liverpool, where the Beatles, who famously never won Eurovision, um, are from. <laughs> But yeah, so that's 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 what it is about, and it is. I think it is a little. It's confusing and sort of like laughable, as a, an American, as a as a sophisticated and urbane and sort of knowing American. To you, you tune in, 
and you see these sort of circus acrobat looking people from goofballs. Yes, just from everywhere in the Eastern Bloc um, <laughs> and elsewhere. But they they come out in droves and they are singing mm-hmm. and dancing around to these tunes that you might n- just not know what to do with. You know? Yeah. It's easy to look at that and, and chuckle and be like, wow, that is a, a rough attempt at uh, Western culture there, fellas. I'm glad we're getting into this because it 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 actually it elicits a weird mix of reaction for me because it is at once very foreign feeling. Is at, at least some of the acts. I, I think it's worth noting that through the years and depending on like which country in which particular year you're you're watching, sometimes they're really out there, other times they're pretty like straight ahead, you know, not too kitschy or, or, or camp or whatever. Right. But it's at once foreign in that way. But also, you can tell that everyone is being influenced by, I don't know, Matt, do I want to say, like, American pop music? I think you do um, want to say that, actually. Like, let's, let's just, let's take maybe the most famous Eurovision example, um, Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Waterloo by ABBA for Sweden. Watch this one. So this was 1974, I believe. And do you get the Swedish, uh, you know, the sort of like European, some some sort of foreign elements in it? Yeah, you do. You do. But at the same time, this is like straight ahead pop. This is a really like rock and roll poppy song. Mm -hmm. I think in most cases, like what's happening on the charts in in the good old USA is having a really big influence on what kind of music they're bringing to the table at Eurovision. Is that fair to say? I think that is absolutely fair to say. Um, and I mean, you know, we are really, we always do our best to not have a, an, a, a Mero-centric view of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think that is sort of just undeniable. American culture, pop culture, dare I say, is our biggest export here in America. Like, mm. That's mm-hmm. people around the world look at us somehow still and think, well, that's that's the cool place. Like that's what people are doing. That's where the celebrities are. That's uh, sort of what you want to mimic um, to you know to achieve the success or fame that you're looking for. You know, I I was kind of perusing this year's Eurovision tunes, and there is so much. So much like EDM influence here, right? Like, oh, and that's that's no surprise. Like, dance music is not just an American phenomenon; it's it's big in Europe. It's and a so, it's a massive European phenomenon. I would say it's bigger yeah. there than here, honestly. Hundred percent. Be the 
why don't we why don't we listen to the winner of this year from of course sweden and uh, and talk about this a little bit yeah this is tattoo by loreen This this feels like Zed produced it, or you know David Guetta, or whatever. <laughs> yes, it. Uh. These songs do such a great job of like encapsulating what is pop music in that year. They all kind of create this dot matrix that like circles the big pop sounds of of you know that particular era. Yes. And it's 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 neat to look at it as as a time capsule in that way. Yeah, I I mean I think that's that is from in my opinion the best uh and sort of clearest way to approach it um other than i mean and it also must be said uh to be to be honest with ourselves and everybody that like when we look at this this big show um it's we can chuckle a bit obviously that's fine but like understanding too that you know it's not like uh, for example, American Idol was a really serious program. Yeah, everybody was trying to be like, you know, the coolest kid in school on that show. Yes, and and so it's not. I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that the that the show that Eurovision is like indicative of how sort of behind the mm. America or behind the times these other countries are. Um, no, but I do think it's fair to say um, that, like you know, just like you said, the there's uh, a real dot matrix element here where you can tell what uh, what's hot right now in a very like clear way, sort of. And I think it's it's fascinating just to kind of try to draw some connections from. Um, well, I guess what we just heard, Tattoo, and sort of that production, and then what you hear mm-hmm. in America, but then also understanding that there's, like, so much cross-pollination because, you know, that sort of, of course. Euro-centric, uh, um, synthy, clubby music, like, that kind of didn't start with America, but we got it from yeah, there. No. You know, like, it's it's all over the place, and it's cool to try and uh, trace that genealogy sort of as best you can. Um, but... I also think it's cool when um, you know there are acts who maybe are doing their best to uh, to come up with a good song that's going to get them on Eurovision, but also are sort of like, well, this is the sort of music that my country does, and so that's the kind yes. of song you're getting. I think that that for me is sort of like a little bit more a little bit more delightful to see. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. In in many of these songs. You will, 
hear like particular like scale usage or chord progressions or something that feel decidedly like not like kind of white vanilla pop right you know? right and and are obvious infusions of like that particular country's like folk music yes. or, or or that sort of thing and that rules That's that is very fun as sort of an American tourist trying to trying to follow along with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it it, it very much is, and I mean, it's it's you got to understand it as you know, kitsch and camp or whatever. I mean, whatever you need to kind of. Uh-huh tell yourself to realize that like even they don't take it like that seriously you know i mean this is not fully fair to say but like they they don't think that it's like a very serious uh you know fully representative thing for um you know their particular nation like they're having a a good time i i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in that way it's not like the olympics like it's (laughs) (laughs) It's uh it seems a little a little more fun. Yeah, right. There's a little a little less like try hard energy. Um especially when the number one thing that you will hear is like, oh, this is like American Idol but for all of Europe or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, first of all, <laughs> Eurovision came first, but second of all, like the vibes are entirely different. The oh, only yes. similarity really is that it's people on a stage singing music and then viewers voting. Um, you know, the the serious, like, I want to present myself as the next big thing nature of American Idol or any of these American talent shows or, or, or you know, British talent shows or whatever. It's a totally different thing. In, like, Eurovision, it is, it is deadly serious, I'm sure. I'm sure people have been killed over Eurovision, Matt. Of course. You know? Oh, of course. Of course. No doubt about that. <laughs> um, but the onstage product is not... These performers, like, you'll look at some and they're in, like, full, like, Viking regalia yes, or, like, yes. in in insane costumes and stuff, you know. And I was reading one year somebody had a, had a guy sprinting on a hamster wheel performing behind her um, for the whole song. And it was unacknowledged. It, there was no, nothing in the lyrics about that. She never, like noted that he was there just like it was just happening on stage and um that that specific idea i guess was lifted directly into the will ferrell movie just as like this is one of the weirdest things i've ever seen you know so the onstage presentation is it's not about trying to find like the next great global pop star really it is yes it's by and large about having a good time and trying to bring a cool trophy back to your country. I don't know if this is going to be a total misread, but I'm just going to get in there anyway. Like, there is something, I guess... um, optimistic or or at least sort of to me um it calms me down and sort of cleanses Mm. me a little bit thinking that like uh 
you know, the, the Swedish woman who won this year. She's 39 years old. She's not, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's not poised to become the next global sensation. But they are allow- they allow that sort of thing over there in a way that, like, America doesn't really want that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it does seem like it. <laughs> honestly, maybe is a little bit more about the tunes, actually. You know, than than it would be. Yeah. Than it would be here, which. Uh, hmm. Sure. Which I'm just th- kind of. I was thinking about now. I was ruminating about that actually. Like, how much how much of our discussion about Eurovision can actually be about the tunes when when it is largely this like visual spectacle. And you know these uh, secret handshakes between countries to figure out who's going to win and all and all this. Like there is a lot of, of nonsense going on. But if you approach it from a tunes centric um, p- place, which Matt, you and I try to do with just about everything, we certainly do. I think you do come away with um, like this real deep appreciation for music that is at least a little bit outside one's comfort zone. Écoutez-moi. Like, again, no one's really straying too far off the beaten path of pop music. Um, But bringing enough of other countries' um, influence and folk music and and all this that you can get sort of a sample or platter of, Mm -hmm. like, this this is what French pop music sounds like. This is what, like... Music in Belarus sounds like, and yes. you know, and you can start to follow those breadcrumb trails to pop music of different countries, and have a really rich experience um, hearing like what what matters and what is good to to those ears. Like that's a that's a great thing. I was hoping that we would we would end up here, Tim. Uh, and I, you know, not that I'm not the Cheshire Cat, but like, great work. No, I mean, I think that's exactly right. Like, at its best, if you're kind of looking for it and you go in with an you know, open mind and an open heart. It's like when we were talking about uh, Latin music, and it's like when we were talking about uh, Afrobeat. If yes, if you're listening to this, which is presented, I think sampler platter is the correct uh, term there. It's presented in a very um, palatable and fun way. Um, not that it wouldn't be otherwise, but you know, being able to access yeah, it's, it. But no, it's. You're right. It's really inviting. Yes, yeah. and and uh, hearing yeah some of these like bizarre to us like minor chord progressions and mm-hmm. instruments that we wouldn't have thought about or even melodic choices that we don't associate with anything. Um, yep. You you absolutely can follow that down the rabbit hole that it invites you to follow it down, which is just phenomenal. Like that's. Even if it's even if it is what it is, um, and it's not that serious, I think it is mm-hmm. at its best. It really can um, open that door of at least like 
inquiry and, and curiosity into like what is going on in Moldova? What are they doing there? I liked, you yeah. know, I like I liked what I heard there. That's you know, and I think that uh, that's just I, that's always cool. That's always um, good when you can kind of crack open your skull a little bit and let some more some more stuff in. I was thinking on this episode about making a real, like, problematic uh, uh, case for the United States participating in Eurovision. Like, you know, we deserve to be up there with the rest of them. You should do that. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear what you have sure. to say. <laughs> well, look, Matt, it's the greatest country in the world, right? Um, well, there you have it. And yeah, yeah. Do you need me to say anything more? Really? Like, Australia is there, Matt. Did you know that Australia is in Eurovision now? Hmm. I, you know what? I actually didn't know that. Is that because they're still like Doesn't. a colony or in the Commonwealth? Yeah, probably something like that. Look at had a couple of things shaken out differently. We'd still be in the colony. <laughs> I, you know. Well, look, we're, Tim. We're I think, close. I think we. I obviously. <laughs> do agree. we really need to? Do we really need to? You know, take uh, what happened in uh, 1776 in a room full of powder wigged old uh, fuddy-duddies, uh, you know, as a reason for our exclusion from this global, uh, well, this European f- phenomenon? Like, what? No, uh, and Tim, you know what? Here's 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 something, and I, uh, I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you do, because you're smart, but the, the founding fathers were actually, like, sort of our age when they when all this happened. Mm. So they weren't old fuddy-duddies, they were young fools, and had they known... Had these these kids known that uh-huh. by putting their John Hancocks all over everything, that the <laughs> their fledgling nation would not be able to participate in a big song competition centuries later? I don't know if they would have done it. No, dude. I think it, there would have at least been a, a, a few defectors there. Yeah, like, nah, not worth it. Uh, we, you know. Those dudes loved music, I bet. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that's my. That's officially, you know, my answer to the party. You know, the icebreaker question. Like, if you could do, t- you know, take a time machine and go back anywhere and change one thing. That's what I'd do, man. You would. You would go back. I would go to Boston Kay. and I would say, "Listen, gang, this is not the way." <laughs> anyway. No, I. It's a shame. I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I think it, we. <laughs> Subjugate ourselves to British law. Apologize. You know, crawl back. <laughs> say, look, we need to get in on this. Forget it. Let bygones yeah, be go- Bre- bygones. Forget Brexit. This is Brenter. We want to. <laughs> we want back in. <laughs> Let us in. The U.S. will Brenter the European Union, and finally participate in Eurovision. <laughs> 2024 <laughs> fingers crossed then we got it then we got to talk about who we're bringing to Europe you know that that's fun that would be fun. well there's only anyway, one name on my list Tim say it Hillary Duff <laughs> <laughs> who else but but her who else could it be Macklemore no it wouldn't be right <laughs> you know he put an album out recently without Ryan Lewis we I hate to 
Hate to open another can of worms here when we sh- should have thrown to break 10 minutes ago, but did you know this, Matt? <laughs> Macklemore's know. flying solo now? Look, my Google alert is for, quote, Macklemore plus Ryan Lewis, <laughs> end quote, not just Macklemore. So, no, I did not know that. Wow. That's yeah, uh, I, that's sunny without share. It's a bad idea. Whew. Okay. Sorry. Ear Buddies. We'll continue in a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the premier Lake Erie Walleye Tournament Series, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Matt? Hey, Tim. Just you, the sound of crickets and morning doves and songbirds, mosquitoes nipping at your ankles, a tackle box, some bait, a rod, a reel. And a sunrise. Now tell me, is there anything better than that? Tim, you've just described heaven to me. Oh, you flick the wrist back and... (laughs) The bobber hits the surface of the water. It creates these ripples. Not just just on the lake, but in one's soul. Mm. In one's life, really. You know, it, it changes... It changes so many things. When you're out there baiting a hook and, and bringing home some dinner, that's that's how life is meant to be lived, man. Yes, it is, Tim. Just, I don't know, man. You're out there on the lake <laughs> in your boat, and mm-hmm. and the, the waters are so tranquil, and oh. and then you know you you feel that tug, and it's a push and a pull. It's it's life and death. It's it's a dance, it's right? A it's a dance. Beautiful. It is the beautiful game. <laughs> it's the dance macabre. It's perfect. <laughs> it is the dance macabre. But it all went wrong this year, didn't it? <laughs> well, I am a, I'm sad we have to take it here, but... <laughs> man, man, it all went wrong. That perfect slice of, of heaven. Um was desecrated the other day when two fishermen were caught stuffing fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an attempt to win thousands of dollars at a fishing tournament in Ohio. It uh, it brings me no pleasure to report this. Jacob Runyon of Ohio and Chase Kaminsky of Pennsylvania turned in some fish at the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament. Uh, this was actually back in the fall of, of 2022. Turned in some fish and, and uh, they put them on the scale and they said, boy, howdy, these are big fish. You guys really nailed it. Came out the winners and and Matt, of course, somebody at that tournament, someone running the show said, something smells fishy. And what did he do, <sighs> Matt? He, he, he got a crowd of people together in Cleveland. And this... Uh, this tournament runner, whose name is Jason Fisher, 
I mean, oh, is there a God? Yes, there is. Anyway, they watched him up on a stage, take these freshwater fish, gut them, slice them open. And what falls out but but lead weights and, and walleye fillets? And the crowd, I'm sure, gasps. You know, Runyon and Kaminsky, these two guys, I assume, are, you know, in those, like, medieval, like, their head and their hands the are, are sticking out of the yes, hole. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're in the stocks. You know, they're, they're waiting for the outcome of this, um, this show trial. And turns out, they cheated. Oh. They cheated. Is nothing sacred? Not anymore. It used to be until fall of 2022 at the, uh, at the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. The world changed that day. Now, these two men, these two liars, cheaters, criminals, criminals uh, pleaded guilty to cheating and to unlawful ownership of wild animals. They agreed to three year suspensions of their fishing licenses. They'd give up their bass boat and sentenced to 10 days in jail. Also in jail for 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 filling filling a a fish's. (laughs) Belly with lead weight. Matt, I hear I hear what you're doing. I hear your tone. I hear your questioning tone. And no, uh, I am not going to bow to the abolitionists in the crowd who think that it's ridiculous that we're sentencing a couple of guys to prison time for cheating in a fishing tournament. Um, you could say that's excessive. Okay. Well, you can say anything. But what you can't do, Matt, is... Ruin the integrity of the beautiful game of fishing. No, Tim, you know what? You're right. Ten days is not nearly enough. Ten years. <laughs> I say th- lock them up and throw away the key. Feed that. Feed the key to a walleye yes. and let it swim away. Well, Tim, it's just... Uh, you <laughs> see the direction that America is going, and I know you see it. And <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, man. Of course. And it is so shameful. That somebody would desecrate this, since time immemorial, this has been the way that mm-hmm. man uh, feeds himself and his family. And That's right. And there's a, there's a, a, a sacredness to it. There's a, a divinity to it. And, and how? And, and who is it? Chase, you said? And, and uh, Josh uh, or Jason or somebody? Yeah, Jacob, Jacob Jake, and Chase. Jacob and Chase, yeah. For them to have the gall to <laughs> think that they could get away with this, first of all, like yeah. uh, that's 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 what Fools. a child would do. That's what a child short-sighted. Would do. Yes, yep. and then to and then to immediate to, to plead guilty was that did they not even try to say something like uh, the fish just ate those lead weights? Come on, yeah. That they be, found that, them at the bottom of the lake right. and said, "Looks like food to yeah, me." That'd be my first port yeah, of call. Could, I don't know. There, that's you could foolish. spin a story, sure. Yeah. So, the, I, so I, I have no respect for them in that regard either. Um, <laughs> but can't play the game. No, no. Come on. I just it <laughs> it it is so indicative of the downward spiral that America is. Uh, just uh, the g-forces as we go further down tim they get stronger and stronger and <laughs> i am i weep to hear mm. this this tale and mm-hmm. to to and to know as well that like our nation does not have the um the backbone to execute these men <laughs> <laughs> people have been killed for less man yes yeah. i mean i just if we are going to write this 
our course. <laughs> and time is running mm-hmm. out. Let me tell you what. Time is running out. <laughs> if we are going to fix this nation, this cannot. This behavior cannot be tolerated. You are spitting in the no, face. No, exactly. You got to. You got to set an example for you know for anybody else out there thinking they might be able to put a fish fillet inside a fish. No, to try it, to win. That, no, come on. I just. You got to send a strong message. The the founding fathers, Tim, are rolling in their <laughs> mausoleums right now. They like they could not have imagined Eurovision, but they could not have imagined Jacob and Chase taking a <laughs> such a, a tradition so sacred to the hearts of of the people of this nation and and absolutely desecrating it like that. I just can't. You- believe no that. and you and you know the founding fathers all loved to fish of course they did they had to john john and and thomas and and the other johns and alexander and uh george they would all yeah. go out every weekend crack open a couple samuel adams beers which sam adams invented and they would Bring- cast out there and they would have some laughs bring a cooler of, of sam adams yeah. leave your wig at home that's right they they would talk policy they would talk uh about um how many you know how many more slaves they needed it wasn't great yeah. but it, it was ridiculous yeah, they're times. sitting there right they're out on a on a little boat out on the potomac you know, much much like the so famous image of George Washington, uh, yes, you know, at the helm there. It's, but a much more a much more a much quieter and much more sacred scene. Yes, these titans of America talking about what whatever needed to be done in their fledgling country, and, and now, interrupted every now and then with the with the tug of a line. And now we have these two hicks. <laughs> ruining it for everybody i don't know if i can ever go fishing again no right i'll i can't get the image of stuffing a stuffing a lead weight in the mouth of a, of of uh you know big mouth billy bass <laughs> it's it's indefensible you know, it's and not I, right i i'm gonna i'm hanging up my rod and my reel i can't do it anymore anyway we're doing this ad just to say um listen we may have lost faith matt and i but if you are out there and you're you're clinging to your rod and your reel and your tackle box and your your little crate of worms saying i i want to believe i want to believe that the beautiful game doesn't have to go away because of these two numbskulls well the lake erie walleye trail it's not going anywhere in 2023 this fall corruption free they have safeguards in place to make sure this doesn't happen again and to know that um, that your sacred experience will remain as sacred as it can be in these times, under these circumstances. Mm. It's the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. Welcome to Show and Tell. Matt, I think maybe I don't know what you have prepared, but I feel like we shouldn't end the episode with mine. So can I go first? <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, was you know was kind of uh, 
doing my best. It's a, you know, there are so many past Eurovisions, so many past winners, so many past non, you know, so many songs out there that have been brought to Eurovision. Uh, it's hard to, you know, hard to prep for an episode like this, but I did, um, I did find a few real gems from years past. And so I would like to bring you the song Genghis Khan by Genghis Khan. Uh, this was not the winner in 1979, but it's, it certainly was in the running from West Germany. What's going on here? Well, I, I strongly urge anyone in the army not to just listen to this tune, uh, but seek out the video, uh, seek the performance from 1979, because it gives you a better picture of what's going on. Uh, you got a group of uh, like six performers in a sort of ABBA-like group singing about the, the conquests of Genghis Khan, set to uh, a quintessential disco track. It's hard to think of a better melting pot um, to come out of Eurovision, I guess, than this particular tune. It's a great illustration of how, you know, Eurovision performers and contenders would, would bring relevant pop music sound and then just mess it up in whatever particular way they felt like doing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because it does... This is... <laughs> This is an insane song. It does get messed up, doesn't it? Like it, that's, that's the whole that's the whole thing about it. You're like this is not quite quite right to me. But <laughs> heck, I mean, if it goes, it goes. No, nothing you can do about that. Lyrically, it's not it's not good. It, it is celebrating Genghis Khan. <laughs> um, uh, what Tim? What year was this again? 1979. Oh, that's so good. They, you know, I'm sure they thought, here's a man who needs a defense. <laughs> you know, it's it, yeah. They're <laughs> out here saying like he could kill 500 people all at once. He was the greatest lover. So many women fell for him. He uh, had seven children in one night. You know, a lot of you look at you look at it now, and, and and frankly, with the clarity that I think they could have had in 1979. <laughs> I mean, it was 1979. I mean, yeah, Genghis was Genghis was long dead. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I think we kind of knew his deal at that point. But oh. um, uh, nice to nice to remind us. <laughs> it's funny that they're 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 named Genghis Khan and the song is called Genghis Khan and it's about Genghis Khan. I love, I love that it too. When when bands <laughs> just too rarely unity do of that. message. Yes, hey, unity of message. We it's got powerful. One, one thing to say and it's Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> beautiful. Cuts like a knife. What you got, pal? Well, Tim, I'm really glad you brought that one to the table because that's a great example of the melting pot. Um, and 
Uh, it's a great example of the melting pot. <laughs> I have an example that goes in the opposite direction. Um, it's a song that uh, in 2009 was performed on the Eurovision mm-hmm. Song Contest um, mm-hmm. by a Belarusian slash Norwegian fellow named Wonderful. Alexander Ryback. And the song is called Fairy Tale. Oh, baby, I recognize this one, actually. Yep. Years ago, when I was younger, I kind of liked a girl I knew. She was mine, and we were sweethearts. That was then, but then it's true. What a tune, bro. It's a great tune, man. I So listen, with this one, I I got into, or, you know, knew about Eurovision probably like in 2009. It was probably when I was I was made aware. And so I mm-hmm. uh, I was following it, and uh, this this guy plays this tune, and I just loved it. I think it's, I thought at the time and think now that it's a very good song. And what was very cool to me then and still now, is that this is not a melting pot. This is just a Norwegian song. What if yeah. you watch? If you watch the uh, his performance, his winning performance, which you must, yes, you must, yes. I, I've watched it a number of times. It's this this handsome young guy. He's 23 at the time. Uh, I think if I'm, yeah, I think he was the youngest winner of uh, of hmm. Eurovision, and he's. He's up there playing his his fiddle, and he has backing dancers who are uh, performing a, f- a traditional, specifically Norwegian folk dance, which they call halling, right? And the the uh, singers, the backing singers, are wearing uh, dresses designed by a Norwegian designer, and the the lyrical inspiration comes from uh, the holder, which I'm sure I'm not pronouncing right, but it's a, a Scandinavian folklore like monster who. Is like a siren, right? She lures yeah, men to sure. her and then and then curses them. So this is this is all like incredibly Norwegian stuff that we're <laughs> that we're Beautiful. being presented with, and uh, and very obviously draws from these folk traditions. Um, but he he does such a good job with it, where it's like, oh, this is a this is a catchy modern pop song, even though you know we have the like sort of that um, violin instrumentation and the the folk dancing and all of these other elements and I think that that was just it's cool to see a song like that and it's especially cool to see a song like that win uh, mm. because I remember at the time too um, there was a lot of praise for this being the outcome because there wasn't any sort of whiff of uh, you know uh, voting uh, scandals or anything like that around sure it. Um, it was the the song was chosen in a landslide in Norway to be in be the one selected for Eurovision, and uh, mm. and then a lot of people said as well like it doesn't need this proves right that it can in fact be all about the tunes. It doesn't need to be an yes. over the top 
Cirque du Soleil performance uh, with a guy on a hamster wheel. It can just be a young man with his fiddle and his voice singing a tune mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, a creature, a woman. And that's like, that's all it is. Because it's, it's pretty like stripped down if you watch the video in comparison to so many other, you know, sure. motorcycle tricks and stuff that they're doing. So I, I think <laughs> right. it's like, all that being said, it's a really, um, for me, I think it's it's sort of the best example of how Eurovision can be not only good, but like kind of worth um, your time, you know, I guess culturally. Yeah, perfect. I mean, what a treat. And you know, this is, yeah, this is at its best. This is what you, what we as foolish Americans get out of Eurovision is just like some great like cultural content injected into your veins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's excellent stuff. Well, thank you. Matt, we did it. Another app. Hey, Tim, another app. Another great app. Hey, why don't we why don't we do this, Matt? Why don't we encourage our listeners here in this moment to um leave like a review on Apple Apple Podcasts or whatever. Okay. This is this is new for us, but I think it's important. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't know. I think I just no, did it. Encourage them. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, Earbuddy's Army, listen, you do so much for us, and you, you you make us feel so good all the time. But what would really make us feel good is, like, charting on Apple Podcasts, or getting a deal with iHeart Podcasts, yes. or no more takedown requests from Spotify, because we're using music in, in our apps, you know? We're, we're trying to kind of o- get over this hump here, and to some extent, I think it requires listener participation so what you could do for us right now is you know on whatever platform you're listening uh figure out how to leave a review you know make it a five-star review or or four like alex four or five don't leave a three or two (laughs) or one four or five would be great maybe write some words doesn't have to be long just you know you could just say Matt and Tim if you wanted to and hit enter. It doesn't matter. I think I think it just helps to have the written. Anyway, do us a solid if you could. And, uh, yeah. Give us a fave. And I guess that's all there is yeah, to say no, about no, it. Yeah, no, no. That's that's great, Tim. Um, we don't... Look, we're like you said, we're trying to legitimize ourselves here constantly. We're trying to get that paper. We're trying to get that notoriety. Uh, Spotify kind of threatened me the other day in an email. Yeah. And... Trying to overcome that, and I think I think the way to do it is we need to we need to um, prove to them that we're a reputable podcast yes. and that we're we're on the up yes. and up, and we are. But and, and our listeners can help yes. with that. They'll they'll believe the army solidarity forever. <laughs> solidarity forever. Talk to you later, pal. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>